Good evening, gentlemen and gentle ladies and gentle people all across the world, and especially Hello. to you two gentlemen. Hello there. I felt like being all-inclusive. That was very nice. Yeah, Thank that's you. great. This is our last Thursday before we lose an hour or gain an hour. Oh, God. Is that really already? Saturday. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really should have added a whole Oh, that always brings me down. There we go. But, but, uh, but don't we get the hour or do we lose it? We no. gain an hour of sleep at the cost of a daylight hour. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought they fixed uh, it. Never mind. That one. <laughs> yeah. Sleep antibog. Less daylight bull. <laughs> it's time to introduce the, the, the uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We Just have a shorthand for things that are good and bad that we developed back in college, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And um, basically it started from the word bogus. Yeah, we're too lazy to say bogus. So at some point we switched it to bog. Right. Yeah. Bog. Yeah. So it's, if something's it's, bad, it's, we just say it's, it's bog. The goal was to, to utter our opinion in the least amount of energy, with the least right. amount of energy possible. But then we started adding, like, inflection to that, so we would say, as straight bull. Right. Straight bull. Total bull. Yeah. Completely and then, bull. you know, if something's good, you know, we had to have, we had to come up with a solution for if something was good. So, mm -hmm. Nick, what did we come up with? Uh, well, Nambul. Nambul. Pretty, pretty good, yeah. Even better? Yeah, but it's great. And Even better. Anti-bull. Anti-bull. That's great. So there you go. Listeners have been brought up to date. If you've ever wondered what we, why we say bull, anti-bull, non-bull. A lot of people didn't find it funny then. I doubt they will now. Nope, but that's okay. We'll Heck keep yeah. doing it anyway. So here we are. Uh, happy to have you here with us, Greg. Uh, anything to mention of, over the past week? Oh, man. Bull, um, anti-bull, non-bull, anytime? <laughs> yeah, there were some on the uh, scale of Bogotut. <laughs> dizzying highs and terrifying lows. Oh, but mostly creamy middles. <laughs> oh, okay. That's um, what we like to hear. You know, uh, actually, yeah, uh, no gigs since the last time I saw you. So wow. Oh, you get so that's been buddy. good. Yeah. Right? Well, no, 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 no. no. I, it, I, I, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was good for a, I was due for a break. Good. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, but um. Actually, getting ready to head out to Hawaii. Oh, really? Snap. Is that coming up? Yeah, I leave on Saturday. Oh. So, and actually, uh, got a nice dose of uh, California today. Um, actually, went up to. Uh, oh. <laughs> They're oh, saying yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a dose of California tonight. <laughs> there's a dose of California yeah. right now. <laughs> anyway. Hadley ho, neighborino. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went up to Ventura. Um, mm -hmm. For a, uh, it was actually a long overdue uh, surf lesson that I was gifted. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, is a dose of California. Oh yeah. You weren't kidding. And uh, yeah, yeah. This is like up past Malibu. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Pretty legit. I think. How you know, long I, overdue was this? This this lesson. Um, it was it was a uh, it was a gift. Like it was a Christmas gift. Oh okay. It was great. I've I've gone before. This time was, um, you know, it was nice to have like a little bit of a, an instructor there to just kind of nudge you along, you know, mm -hmm. and help help you help give you like a little bit of a push on the, you know, kind of help you decide which ways to take, which ones were worth, you know, trying to grab. Yeah. And uh, no, I mean, it's Scope fun, man. It's fun, you know. Once you get the hang of it, you you know, you stand up on that board and you're like, holy, I'm doing it, you know. It's like, hey, Ma, look, it's, I'm it's, doing it. It's fun, you know. I could see why people get addicted to it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see myself getting addicted to it, but I may try to do some in Hawaii. So, this cool. lesson was kind of just in time, just to try to get myself a little bit more, you know, a few more reps. Mm -hmm. um, but just dust uh, no, off the old board. Yeah, yeah. But I really, yeah, I, no, but I enjoy it, man. It's, 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 it's really great being out in the water and just like having a simple objective of just like I just want to go for a ride. You know, mm -hmm. how do, how do nice. I make that happen? It's easy for everything else to kind of melt away. So, totally. you know. Anyway, I, I would rather surf than play golf. That 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 is kind Me of too. more my speed. You, you know what I mean? But I totally get. I could. See, do you see how why I would maybe compare the two? It's more I of do. like a mental thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, something else to focus on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And just being, it's like an environment that you gotta, 
you know. Yeah. You got to suit up for it and get out there and, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be a specific time. You can't just do it whenever. It's just know? so funny. I, I, I'm just sitting here, like, trying to, like, think of things to, like, chime in on with a comment. But surfing is so far away from my <laughs> yeah, but level you skateboarded. of... Uh, that's true. That's true. I did skateboard, but yeah. like surfing, like, I just... That's cool. That's, that's so awesome. I just, I have no frame of reference for that. That's that's really cool that you're doing that. I love the ocean. I mean, you, yeah, if you, if you like the ocean, you like yeah. so you like being in the yeah. in the water, you know. <laughs> but you yeah. like, I mean, you like, you like the beach. You go to the beach. Sure. Love the beach. Yeah. But, you, but you're not, you're more, you're more of a, you're more of a, of a sand guy. No, I, I, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I, I hear you. It's not something, again, I have friends who are like, Die hard, you know, like mm-hmm. froth life, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and some that some that go like, you live in California, you don't surf all the time. Like, what are you crazy? Uh, you know, like, there's right, definitely right. people who who are like, why aren't you surfing all the time? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I had I, I had, an, I had a, a fun experience with that today, and I actually will dovetail into my topic later. So, yeah, sweet. Stay tuned, Mr. Klein. I am doing well. Took the kids camping. Uh, fantastic weekend. Um, nice. And uh, so voice is a little raspy, uh, but um, it's just from the from the campfire. So ah, good weekend. Sweet. How about you, Jay? Uh, long weekend. It was uh, jam packed with activities. Soccer mm-hmm. team got beat. We got our butts handed to us. What? Yeah. Oh. Is this the Orange Dragons again? Uh, it was the Yellow Jackets. The yellow jackets, Ooh, and you come expecting guys. like coats, and it's like bees. <laughs> you know? No, I never learned the team name until I show up. But uh, no, the thing that stung about this one, mm, pun intended, there it is, uh, was that it was the uh, neighbors' kids were on this team. Oh, for God's sake! So the the other like the, the neighbors weren't coaching the team, uh, but their kids were on it, and I definitely did hear about it later on. So that yeah, that one hurt a little bit, Ugh. but. Um, the boys, you know, we're going to rebound. We're going to rebound next All weekend. Right. We got two games left. Um, but then after that, we had a uh, big Halloween block party on uh, on okay. Saturday night. Got nice. to break out my Jerry Garcia costume. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Nice. I saw that on Facebook. That looked great. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of fun. Um, so we, you know, we had a great time. The whole neighborhood came out, danced to some Monster Mash and Thriller and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Kids had a great time. And then... Uh, yeah, Sunday was more stuff. It was crazy. Um, so happy to be here with you guys. Hey, um, a little bit winded, but uh, no. But thing about about the Monster Mash. Mm. So you actually you're not listening to the Monster Mash when you listen to it. Come again? No, no. You're because they're describing the Monster Mash. It's like a song about the Monster Mash. Like the Monster Mash oh. is a song that they're describing in the song that you're hearing. And they never say this is. It's always them describing. Yeah, it was. Like they're doing the monster. Yes. Kind of like doing the time warp. Mm. Right. Or or the or the Tenacious D song tribute. Yes. Which never you know? identifies yeah. the song that it's tributing. Well, y- yeah, they're they're describing another song. The greatest song ever yeah. written. But it didn't sound anything like the song that you're hearing. <laughs> right. Right. Because it's yeah. this is a tribute. Right. 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 To the greatest song. So brilliant. The Monster Mash. Well, now that we have all that cleared up. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is very important. This has been a far <laughs> and wide-reaching intro, and I appreciate this. But uh, in the interest of time yes. and viewer retention, yes. um, why don't you say we get this show started? Ooh. Okie dokie. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out retaining all of our viewers since 2018 and uh, since we don't have any viewers that's <laughs> exactly zero <laughs> now we do have listeners mom? and we appreciate you tuning in <laughs> this yeah. is uh, mom? Yeah. hi mom <laughs> mom 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 <laughs> but uh, thanks for tuning in on this here beautiful thursday this is episode 221 mm. of the you should check mm. it out Mm-mm. podcast and we are happy to be here with you my name is jay i am nick and i'm greg and we have an awesome show for you tonight. Nick is going to be kicking things off. He's got a touchy-feely, cool article from the yeah, New York yeah, Times nice. about um, <laughs> music. <laughs> You're going to do it in your best NPR voice, I understand. That's my plan. Oh, excellent. Perfect. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice article. Yeah, sure. Looking forward to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, Greg is going to be following that up with some California talk. Indeed. About a cool album. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm going to be wrapping things up with. Um, we'll talk about Spotify. Uh, Follow up on something that uh, Nick brought up a couple months ago, and it's a uh, little new information on what Spotify is doing. Some new plans. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. How they're benefiting artists. All right. This is going to be great. Okay, Jokey. Mi- well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe first. Mr. Klein. Thank you so much. What you got for us, buddy? Well, first, let's. Why don't we get some music? Can we do that? Let's do, do that. I uh, found this band through the Discovery Station that I've got on the Apple Music, and it is a guy that plays with Kevin Parker uh, from Tame Impala. Uh, his name is Jay Watson, but he's also in the band that the two formed together, I think, uh, called Pond. Right. Um, but okay. this is a band called Gum, uh, and this track is called Argentina. Let's give a listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is, so this is, Gum is, I just confirmed this, it's, this is just him. So this is, these are tracks uh-huh. that he records entirely on his own. So yet another talented multi-instrumentalist uh, out of Australia. Send hmm. us some of the I'm a water. sucker for a chorus that begins with a descending riff, like da 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 Yeah. It's really cool coming out of nowhere like that. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. No, and, and the drums add a lot of flavor and it's got that psychedelic sound to it. It's, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Definitely chiller version than of a, of a Tame Impala sound. My article for us this week, gentlemen, uh, was per- perusing the New York Times and came across a nice, a nice, a feel-good article called uh, titled "How Music Can Be Mental Health Care." Uh, huh. And I was like, "Well, this sounds interesting." Uh, and it basically goes into the history and application of music therapy. Um, nice and. Immediately, when I when I read the headline and even just like the byline, I was like, "Oh, this is probably like similar to the stuff Greg was doing with Wounded Warriors." This would be a great conversation. I'd love to talk about this. So, yeah, it basically gets into all of the different things that they've kind of discovered using modern science or mo- modern psychology, which is you know always adapting um, about how much music helps in therapeutics situations. Um, and let me see here. I have a couple quotes that I thought were. Were pretty cool. It's being used for a wide range uh, ailments as wide ranging as stress, chronic pain, uh, limited mobility, hypertension, and uh, is used in outpatient clinics, senior centers, veteran clinics, and psychiatric hospitals. Um, and it's kind of blown up in the past like 30 years as a kind of a pseudoscience, I guess, if you will, uh, to like full blown licensed uh, practicing, I guess, doctor. I don't. I don't actually yeah. know what. What? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So um, I don't know. Did you guys? Did you guys give this one a, a read through? What'd you think? Yeah. You know, one thing I can tell you is that when I was invited to start working with wounded veterans at Walter Reed in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. the idea was we almost vehemently like denied being music therapists mm. because okay. at the time 
and I think it has started to shift. Maybe perhaps, maybe perhaps in, because of things like Music Core, which mm-hmm. was the program I worked for, it uh, it changed. I think it evolved maybe from being like, okay, your music therapist is someone who's going to come and not necessarily just perform for you like an mm-hmm. entertainer, but just kind of, but provide music. Uh, oh, know, like they'll play the music and you'll yeah, sit there and maybe and talk and, and, or something. And I think it was also maybe like, uh, uh, you know, uh, experimental and like you know, with senior citizens, like it would like, re- you know, this article talks about bringing back memories, mm-hmm. um, you know, slower tempos can help people relax, quicker tempos yeah. can you know, help energize people or whatever. So it wasn't a knock against music therapy to sort of try to distance ourselves, but our goal was different. Our goal was far more based on putting instruments in the people's hands. Yeah. And then giving them direction, not whether it was instruction, sometimes it was instruction, sometimes it was just direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'd played before. You know, like, hey, you can play again. Maybe like now your finger's a little messed up. We can adjust this, you mm-hmm. know. We can we can play it this way instead, you know. And uh, making that a project, you know, yeah. basically the project becomes like, how good can we make you? How can you get at this instrument? Or yeah, you know, it was and, almost uh, as much like music music instruction was the the, the mechanism. Yeah, it was right? essentially yeah, like trying to build a like, mini conservatory. Yeah, yeah, uh, as opposed to just going in there and playing for people. Although sometimes that is what would happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'd give a guy, you'd put a guitar, and you'd give a a guy a guitar. He just kind of like hold it, and then you just kind of like strum, you know, some stuff, and maybe like put on some songs to listen to. And I would play along, and then we would like talk about it, like, oh yeah, you know, I used to listen to this with my buddies, and blah blah blah. And, mm-hmm. You know, you find yourself suddenly like, am I being like a therapist right now? Like, I don't, I have no idea. I have no, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but sometimes, um, and I actually kind of objected to this. Uh, but there was more than once where I, w- I was brought to like this the uh, suicide ward. Ah, uh, you know what I mean. And I realized then I was like, you need to be like an actual therapist to be up here, man. Like I cannot handle sure. this. Yeah, you know these people are like seriously ill. You yeah. know, and uh, I can't help them. You know or, what I mean? Or or I don't have the training to have the burden of not helping yeah. them if I could have. Let, let me tell right? you. Let me tell you a real story. And like I don't want to get too far away from this, but this is so, how delicate these patients were. Yeah. Um, I won't name them, but I had a student uh, participant in the program or whatever you want to call it early on. And uh, forgive me if I've told this story before. I don't think I have though. I don't um, think you have. It was a great. Um, connection that we had and we got him to start playing guitar and he ended up getting like obsessed with it you know and part of what really got him going and what we connected with was the uh, Nirvana Unplugged album and like Lake of Fire Mm. and I was like oh that's a good like I learned that one like pretty early on myself actually Uh, and so I was was like yeah it goes like this and I could see him like trying to like mimic Mm -hmm. me Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. Like he's like getting bit by the bug. Like, like you know, yeah. I can see he's trying to do this. He's not thinking about the fact that he's like 17 years old and is like, you know, half his leg is missing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a good sign. Let's mm-hmm. just keep going with this, you know. And so we became pretty uh, pretty close, and I was seeing him like at least once a week. As a result of talk, you know, playing these songs, you, you get to the. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, Nirvana, yeah, well, you know, Kurt Cobain, yeah, you know, he's like just this icon, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, I was like, it's too bad he had a, a drug problem, you know, he was a heroin addict. And now my boss had warned me, he was like, don't talk about drugs, like, don't talk about politics, yeah. religion, like, try your hardest to steer away from that. And all I said was like, Kurt Cobain, her- he was a heroin addict, that's all I said. Yeah. You know, I found out later that he went out and tried heroin that night. Oh my god! You know, so yeah. And I, I was devastated because I was like, "Oh my god!" And that, obviously, it wasn't me. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that it might have been kind of a coincidence. I think that it kind of was. I think he started hanging out with this dude, and he was an addict, and then but, he dragged him in. Yeah, would have happened talking, anyway. Just hanging out with this guy, talking yeah, about I mean, Nirvana, and like that's a fact about yeah, Nirvana. Yeah, but it's yeah. but it's like I should have, you know. But I'm like, maybe if I hadn't said that, that you know, then he wouldn't have been like, yeah, well, 
Oh man. Oh. You know, like just finding, you know. Yeah. yeah. And he struggled with it. Yeah. He's still yeah. alive, thank God. This is like, you know, again, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it obviously wasn't the influence of the music that he was listening to or whatever, but that's how delicate it was. Sure. Right. Sure. That that's that's one thing I re- you know, and the heaviness of the music and you know, but it's it's a it's a very delicate um situation and uh luckily most of it was all po- like positive, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. even in his even in that particular guy's case, you know, I think that we could argue that music kind of saved him. Yeah. You know. Sure. Not that sure. myself or Arthur saved him. Although I you could make a case for that. Mostly Arthur, you know, Arthur kind of really took care of him. Any case, the music gets through as we know, like mm-hmm. nothing else can. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, especially like the memory recall and like all mm-hmm. the stuff that it talks. It's a really cool article. Jay, did you have any? I, I mean, I, you know, I've never been involved in any kind of official music therapy, but I mean, my life is music therapy. Therapy, you know, like, test to it, right? That's yeah. sure. literally yeah, yeah. the best form of therapy that I have. Yeah. It's better yeah. than any of the drugs I've ever taken. It's better than any of the drinking I've ever done. It's better than anything else I've ever done to try to repair my damaged psyche. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And that's consistent throughout my life. And, you know, right. I, I still get asked by like my neighbors and stuff like that. Why, why are you still out there like playing? Like nobody comes to your shows. Like you don't. Oh, you who, not, who says that? Like, I do Bro. it because it, it makes me feel alive. You know, yeah. whether, it doesn't even have to me be me up there on the stage doing it. Although that is the best. But mm-hmm. even when it's just, you know, us jamming over at Nick's house or, you know, at Kreshmer's house or whatever the situation is, if I'm playing music, I'm expressing a part of myself that I don't get to express in any other way in any other part of my life. And that I yep. feel like I need, I just need it. I just need it. And, yep. and, and I just feel better when I do it. And sometimes, you know, Greg, this is funny because, you know, you, you have made music your career so you you always have an instrument in your hand naturally for me sometimes and i'm I'm sure nick is the same way we have other careers so sometimes it can be not a challenge to pick up an instrument but just like you kind of forget that like it's always Mm -hmm. there like i have right nine guitars in the room around me you know my living room literally is my drums (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes you know you just want to crash and play you don't watch tv or something like that but Every sure. time I'd make the choice to pick up an instrument and said, I always feel better. I always feel yeah. better. So it, again, it's just, it's the best form of therapy I've ever come across in my life for me. Totally. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's studying, like in this article, they're talking about, you know, uh, psychiatric hospitals, outpatient clinics, senior centers, schools, you know. But it, I would say some of the most productive, like, quote unquote, music therapy I've ever had is actually just... Teenage students that I've had along the years. Sure. That, you know, I, I was like, I just kind of tried to expand their mind. You yeah. know what I mean? U- yeah. U- using, using music, you know, whether it was like, hey, are you interested in like these other cultures? They all have different kinds of music too. And you can play that. You can learn that if you want. You know, you can, if you want to learn why this guitar player can play so fast you know what i mean it's like a magic trick like well like let's work let's start at the beginning and i'll show yeah, you how like, slow it gets there yeah yeah um and it's gonna take time and but there's like you know there's this combination of like short-term goals and long-term goals and mm-hmm. when you start to really click with someone one of the things i learned at music Corps, um that i try to apply is like i would be worried about like oh i don't want to give them too much to practice yeah you know, and Arthur would be like, no, 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 dude, like give them everything you can think of, you know? And I was like, really? Okay. You know what I mean? And I would, and then I came back and they had done it all. Nice. And I was wow. like, whoa, this is crazy because the little They're like elementary hungry. school yeah. kids that I was teaching on at the same time were like, you know, I could barely get them to practice because they right. had like soccer, you know, and all this other stuff. It's like school. Guitars. Yeah, exactly. You know, and guitars, it falls by the wayside. In, in a kid like that's life. But for someone who was just like literally sitting in a f- barracks. Right. You know, just waiting to either die or recover. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. suddenly it can be this like real glimmer of hope and light mm-hmm. and like just some direction, something else to think about besides the the horror of the everyday life that they're living, you know. And, and I saw people get really lit up by it and they still didn't make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, it sucks. 
But um, it overall, though, it's never a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. to pick up an instrument, and um, you know, I've and, and not, not to knock video games by any means, but sometimes I tell, sometimes I still tell my students, I'm like, and this is a fact, like that, you know, learning an instrument, like playing instruments, like kind of replaced video games for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that that. I try to get that through their head that it's like I, I'm using the same part of my brain. It's like a game yeah. to me. Yeah. That I'm trying it's to that get that same muscle memory. Yeah. On the joypad, right? Yeah. It's like it's like like trying to get through this one measure, uh, you know, that I can't do. It's like trying to beat a boss. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? It's like, well, if I tried this way, ah, that didn't work. Well, if I tried this way, that sort yeah. of worked. You know, like, uh, what's what's the deal here? And so, yeah, just breaking it down into the and again, like this this whole idea of like. The short-term goal to satisfy, the long-term goal to kind of like inspire. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Another thing I thought yeah. was really cool about this article is they they mentioned that it doesn't have to be playing an instrument necessarily. That a lot mm-hmm. of people can get the same enjoyment from listening to music or just being around people who are playing. In totally, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. One guy I, I met at Walter Reed. You know, he uh, this guy is like probably, you know, he's probably like six four before he got blown up. He was a triple amputee afterwards, but like he's a stand-up comic now. His name's Adam Keys. Uh-huh. And he's a super nice guy and he was like from like guess like Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Okay. He used to be a bouncer. <laughs> you know, at a club and so we would talk about that, you know, and and cuz he was like out, he was at shows a lot, but as a bouncer. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a as a big dude, you know, and he was like, "Yeah, but I loved I loved being there. I loved being part of the the night." So yeah, no. This is I I love seeing that this is growing because I know it works. Yeah, it seems it seems like it's really this was a really good kind of like primer on all the ways that it's being studied and all the places that it's being utilized and a little bit of its history and so it's, it's a very cool piece. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll include a link to it in the uh, in the show notes so that anybody else that wants to see it can read it. Sick. And that's what I that's what I got. Cool, Thank you cool. Guys. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. Gregorius, I believe you were up next. Yes, sir. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, I thought I'd actually, uh, well, I didn't know music, what I wanted to talk music about. Music therapy. Baton yeah. is yours, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, actually give a shout out to a friend of the show, Travis Orban. Hey, Ooh, Travis. He, Mr. Yeah. Travis, yeah. So uh, Travis posted a uh, um a video of a performance of a, an interpretation of a Mr. Bungle oh, song. Now Mr. you guys know Bungle. you guys know Mr. Bungle. Uh, for the yeah. for, for the audience, maybe you know Mr. Bungle, maybe you don't. If you've ever heard of the band Faith No More, yes, uh, their singer Mike Patton was in this other band called Mr. Bungle. What is, is it? In a, yeah. mm-hmm. but really. When I, when I think of Mr. Bungle, I mean, they're doing some stuff now, but it's kind of not what they were doing at this particular uh, point in time in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released three albums that were that can be basically considered like avant-garde. Right. Mm, circus metal or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cir- world circus metal. I heard this in high school because of uh, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater wearing a Mr. Bungle t-shirt in a in a press photo and i was like who are those guys so found a cd you know it's got a clown on it it's like their debut album right it blew my mind i was like this these guys are crazy it was scary honestly especially it, and that's it freaked that was, me that, out it attracted like scary music attracted you when you were young right? yeah, yeah it still does and yeah. uh and so i was into it and then um i got this other album of theirs called california and that one really blew my mind, and it still holds up. You know, I think it's like it came out like 20 years ago. Came out in actually, yeah, over 20 years ago, 24 years ago, July 13th, 1999. Funny story about this record. I'm going to get more into the details. We also have to listen to Travis's performance, but actually, let's listen to Travis's performance and then I'll, I'll, I'll go into it. it. So, this is Travis playing along with the track Ars Moriendi. From California by Mr. Bungle. If you're familiar with the track, you might notice some slight differences because Travis beefs it up in his own way. So, <laughs> yeah, check it out.
I mean, was this like, was this their John Zorn phase or something like that? I mean, you, that's, there's no mention of John Zorn, but it's got that kaleidic, yeah, it's got that, I don't know, it's wild. So, yeah, this album came. I've never heard this album. Is this what we're talking about? You never heard California, bro. I don't think I've listened to it all the way through. Greg was all about California our first year of college, all about that album. Then we must have. Then we must. It must have been on. It, it never stuck. Uh, you with, know what? It never be, stuck with me. It never. That stuck would be. With me. That would actually. I'm really, really curious now to go back oh, and listen man. to it because I wonder if it's going to unearth some of those memories. Yeah, that you've got to. You've got to go listen to it, bro. All right. Because it really. It's. 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 It, the, the, they're known for okay the genre hopping and all that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's silly. That's and in stuff. now. That's also true, but they first of all like they don't pull it off any better than they do on California. Cool. There's definitely no other uh, record of theirs where they do that. It's it's like Zappa level at times. Nice. Okay. Like ex- execution. It's f- brilliant. It's also got some heart. It's got some heart. You know what I mean? Like some. Of, mm-hmm. like, there's a song on there called Retro Vertigo that's been covered a million times. And I bet you would recognize that one, Nick. I, yeah. I, I'm actually thinking if I sit down and listen to this, at some point tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, that, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. I'm setting my drums up in Greg's <laughs> room. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, even Pitchfork gave it a positive review. They called it one of those albums that you can't believe a major label had anything to do with. <laughs> right, yeah. um, Perfect. Right. That's why they liked it. 7.3 out of 10. Right. Um, so, funny story, though. So you have California, and then you have Californication. Yeah. Okay. Same year. Both 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 on Warner Brothers supposed to come out the same day. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. They were supposed to supposed to come out the same day. Anthony Kiedis, who had beef with That's right. Oh, that's right. You mentioned this. Before. And vice versa. Yeah. He was like, I don't want it coming out the same day. <laughs> who won Not that? Not only battle? that, Mr. <laughs> Kiedis. <Yeah. laughs> Not only that, but then he had Bungle removed from a series of summer festivals in Europe. That's right. <laughs> so then they were furious. That, pa- that pepper power. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, they were they were pretty uh, furious about that. Mr. Bungle, as as a retort, did a, a Halloween show where they dressed up as the Chili Peppers. And yeah. it was like pretty, we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Where, like, yeah, some dark allusions. Um, and uh, yeah, so they lost money because of that feud, and I think there's still a lot of actual resentment there. Yeah. Um, sure. How, yeah, but anyway, Mr. Bungle, man, um, this is kind of their last real yeah. album. I mean, they didn't put anything else out until something in 2020 called The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo, but that's really like just a remake of stuff they yeah. did from the 80s. Like rehashed old material, yeah. Yeah, and it's not really, it's not really the Mr. Bungle that I know. Um, but let's listen to a few more clips from this record, because uh, this is, it goes all over the place. Um, let me uh, the the press kit by Warner Brothers uh, when this came out says California explores an ambience new to the band, conjuring up the surly dance moves of Sid Charisse and Fred Astaire, digging through the graveyard of riffs to find English pop, Elvis, Neil Diamond, and Michael Jackson. The album is sure to alienate those expecting weird meter changes and heartless vulgarities. To be sure, this is Western music, chock full of backbeats, strings, and vocal harmonies. But like the original 49ers, the listener is headed into a desert land of drought and famine, the dark <laughs> side of the California dream. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's kind of the, uh, the anti It's complimentary anti, anti-Californication, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no wonder they didn't want them both coming out. But apparently this, this I don't know, man. Yin and, yin and yang. Could have just, yeah, just no, let I, it be. I agree. I, I love them both equally, I would say, at this point. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's listen to a few more uh, clips. What do we got here? N- none of them knew they were robots, Jay. We can do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like it's like a scarier Oingo Boingo. Yes. Totally. Yes. Yeah. That's great. I'm into it. Yeah. Big time. They were kind of some how do you describe this band? I mean, they were on tour around this time with like System of a Down and you know, who was just kind of getting off the ground. That would make uh-huh. sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but they couldn't uh they, they they just weren't winning the crowds over. The metal kids were like, what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> this is a tough uh, album to bring to that audience, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's like they wanted some weirdness, but they were just too weird. Yeah. 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 It's very out there. Yeah. It, it is out there, but once you know sort of what to expect. Yeah. Once, once it becomes familiar, know. then it's just freaking cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to go on too much longer. I mean, Nick, you got to, you have some listening to do, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, let's 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 do one last clip, and then we will hand it off over to Jay Rome. Sure. This one is from the last song on the album called "Goodbye Sober Day." <laughs> It's it's extreme, but it would be extreme now. But like, yeah, you know, no. twenty years ago, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, it's extreme. You can just say it's extreme. Yeah, it's yeah. still extreme. Yep, still extreme. Still, but but somehow again, there's an emotion that there. There's like when you put this record on. When I put this record on, I'm like, okay, everybody, shut up. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like, like it's not just like something we you can't listen to it in the background. Be in the party, right? be quieter. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, thought this record, you know, it'll always be kind of, you know, maybe someday hailed as a as a classic. I think it's a classic uh, for anyone who's into um, truly alternative music. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And any and anything that's like in the Zappa universe, mm-hmm. I can't imagine someone who respects Zappa would listen to this and be like, "This is no good," you know, because. There's so many different genres represented, and mm-hmm. they just kind of weave in and out of them like so. And so well yeah, executed. Yeah, yeah. Well executed. And, and the mastery of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like they they know what instruments to include yeah. when they do mm-hmm. yeah, certain instruments. And I'm like, oh, what is that? Is that like an accordion? Like you know, it's like it's constantly making me, uh, you know, listen. Question. Yeah. yeah, question and listen. It's like, what, what was that percussion there? You know, and it's like. And you never know, man. You start thinking about this stuff, and then you're working on a demo with someone. And you're like, you know what could be work? Would work great Cast right here. Yeah. Yes, bazooki. Exactly. Yeah, bazooki. Exactly. In drop D. So, yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So there you go, Mr. Bungle, nice. California. All right. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one too. I was more of a disco volante guy, and and the first album as well. But uh, those, and that, those are even weirder, one, dude. They are. They are. I, it's just familiarity. Yeah. I just know those albums True. better. Right? And True. I know you were really into that one, but I haven't listened to that in probably yeah. 20 years. I think it's it, it really is the 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 best one, I think. Okay. You know, you just but give it a few list spins, get familiar and see what and see how you dig it. Sweet. Right before I go to All bed right. tonight. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Sleep well. All right. Um let's see. A little bit of a palate cleanser. A little bit. Um let's do it. Okay. Where are we going? 
Mr. Robert Finley just came out with a new album. You guys familiar yeah. with Robert Finley at all? Who this? I don't believe so. So, crazy story. Is he a pitcher? Huh? Nothing. I was, I was kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Robert so, Finley. Isn't he a pitcher? Oh, yeah, a pitcher. The, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Two point six four ERA. Screwball. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. Threw out his arm back in the eighties. Right. Uh, cra- yeah. No, this guy has a crazy story. He's uh, a sixty-nine-year-old blues man, and um, he started playing guitar and singing um, in church back when he was like ten. And then went into the army and played in the army band for a little while and then got out of the army and basically was like an itinerant musician for 30 years um, until Mm -hmm. he was not, he was discovered, kind of, rediscovered in like 2015, 2014, I want to say. And then was kind of, he released his first album in his life at the age of 60 in uh, 2014, 2015, I guess. Yeah, no, no, it was 2014, yeah. And uh, after that album, then he was kind of picked up and taken under the wing of the guys at Easy Eye Sound, Dan Auerbach, <laughs> the guys from the Black Keys. You know, mm-hmm. they do all those great recordings down there, and he's released now three albums um, with Easy Eye, and he just released his his latest one. It's really cool. It's called uh, Black Bayou, and it has, you know, all the Black Keys guys and all the, the Nashville session guys doing backup guitars and stuff. Like, it's just real gritty bluesy blues and r&b it's great stuff nice the guy's a great singer nice he's blind just mm-hmm. incidentally um really cool guy great story and seems like a really super nice guy as well but uh yeah cool. this is a track from uh his newest album Blue- black bayou and this is called wasted time Pretty badass. Love the sounds that they get out of that studio down there. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. run all the meters into the red. Everything's clipping. Yes, they do. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> sounds so good. Blasting. Uh, so, um, yeah, ran across an article that uh, stoked my memory. We were talking a couple months ago about Spotify mm-hmm. and uh, some of the new ideas that people were coming out with for ways to change the royalty structure the payout structure at least yes. on spotify yes and there was a rumor that um spotify was going to change how they're going to distribute their payments they're going to fix it make uh, it well fair. yeah mm-hmm. make it right it's tricky it's tricky because i don't think that spotify has confirmed any of this and i'm not sure that they like they may have released some statements saying they were trying to fix it and do some stuff Oh, I have thoughts about how this happened. But all of the, I'm sure hmm. you do. But all of I think they're all rumors for right now. And at least Spotify hmm. and the articles that I've read have not confirmed any of this. But the scuttlebutt out there is that um, Spotify is indeed going to change their royalty payout to reduce or eliminate payments, royalty payments to artists that don't generate enough streams. Uh-oh. So if you don't, hmm. Uh, cross a certain threshold, 
Oh they will demonetize that song. Okay. And that money that would have gone to that goes back into a pool that's redistributed to the artists that do generate enough streams. So what are we standing to lose here, Jay? <laughs> well, zero divided by zero is zero. So error. Well, I'm, it's actually not <laughs> error, right? <laughs> so, Undefined set. So I'm I'm just screwing up the system here. Um, but no, I'm I'm not losing anything. But I, you know, I'm sure that there are plenty thousands and thousands thousands of artists that are going to be on the fringe that will no longer be getting royalties or reduced royalties. Mm-hmm. So, and it's funny to see it in like black and white because I remember when we were talking about this um, the last time, I was kind of in support of this idea because it, it doesn't cost anything really to put money onto Spotify or to put music onto Spotify. And if you're not generating the bandwidth, then are you really generating your portion of it? I don't know. At the time, it seemed to make sense to me. But now when I see it in black and white, I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of screwed up. It's really just yeah. taking away from the small guys, which is the whole point of Spotify in the beginning, um, or what they said was the point of Spotify, to you know, music to all, um, and a platform for all. And now they're just taking away from that and giving to the to the artists that stream the most. So, I don't know. So, do we know how much this is going to, how many people this is going to affect? No, no, we don't, um, because none of this is official yet. But apparently, the the theory or the one of the opinions out there is that there's going to be a threshold that um, will de- demonetize songs that received less than 0.5% of the overall pool. Okay. So it, it's a fairly small number, but when you're talking about thousands and thousands, thousands maybe millions of artists. Hundreds, of, hundreds of thousands, yeah, probably. Um, you know, it's a significant number, I guess. In addition to those hmm. changes, they're also talking about reducing payments for like the like the white noise channels, noise tracks, you know, or yeah. like the right you know, the ones that just have like ambient drones. But again, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say what is an ambient drone and what is an ambient drone music. What right. is you know what is just a fake uh, track that somebody's posted up there to hoping to monetize something like Wolfpack did back in the day, and what's real music. So there's gonna be, that's gonna get tricky. Mm-hmm. But again. Spotify hasn't come out and said this. All they've said is, we're always evaluating how we can best serve artists and regularly discuss with partners ways to further platform integrity. We do not have any news to share at this time. So, um, plenty of well, they, artists... They certainly, let, they certainly let Billboard and Music Business Worldwide know what the... Or, or at least those two organizations are reporting They're it reporting as that, complete yeah. fact yeah, yeah. that this is this is what's coming. So what do you think? I, I, think, I think it's... a I think they're basically just kind of leaking and testing to see how much outrage this generates so that they can there you go. bury the outrage before they've confirmed it. And then when they decide to roll it out, say, you already knew about this. <laughs> hmm. Shrewd. Very possible. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably what they calculated is the best way to reduce uh, uh, subscriber revolt or those kinds of circumstances. Okay. Well, that's how they're managing the, the PR side of it. But what do you the think? Potential about the potential blowback. What do you think about the actual strategy? From what I could tell, it it's yeah, it's like across probably in excess of a hundred thousand artists, right? That are are getting tens of cents a month, um, and they figure that they can take that and redistribute forty million dollars to ones that are maybe on the cusp of making a living. Um, so, I don't know, man. The more you dig into it, the more you realize how hard this shit is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it is by no means fair, but it's also is it fair to only have to pay, you know, less than 20 bucks a month to listen to any music all as much as you want all the time? Like, is that value prop? I mean, I'm not complaining. Right. And that's, therein is the challenge. <laughs> right. This is what Napster did to us. Exactly. Um, we expect it all for free. So, right. um, they're, yeah, it's a, it's a slow road to either training consumers that they need to pay for like the time, sweat and energy that goes into this, uh, to, to creating this kind of stuff, or th- this is the world that it's in, right? Everybody wants to make it big, and the dreams make it big, and they put their music out there, and they make nothing, they make nothing. And I, I think I think from like a, a system standpoint, it's and and the fact that this system has art as its co- as its product, it definitely lends towards 
people trying to make things that are catchier, right? Which kind of feels wrong. It's like, oh, but that that's going to take away from creative exploration. Mm. But I mean, uh, I think the people that are actually affected by this, they weren't they weren't paying bills from their Spotify royalty checks. Um, that doesn't make it okay, but but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I really you. freaking hard. I hear it's you. really hard. I, I personally think that we should all just enjoy the the times that we're living in now, because yeah. I don't know if you all noticed, but like once a week I get a message from one of my eight thousand streaming services all saying increasing. that the price is going up and yep. mm-hmm. tough titties, you know, deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so right. who knows? Maybe Spotify is going to be fifty bucks a month in a couple couple of years. Who knows? I don't know. Greg, what do yeah. you think? I don't know, man. It <laughs> sucks because yeah, I mean, like the article says, you know, artists have have solutions to fix streaming, but Spotify isn't listening. Uh, this is the uh, United Musicians and Allied Workers Union, right? Right. Um, instead, they propose changes that will enrich the top of the pyramid even more and make it even more impossible for working musicians to benefit from streaming. You know, I don't, I don't look at Spotify as like a, as like an income stream. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I've just kind of, I, I never have, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that people shouldn't. I know that some people uh, do well with, um, with what they receive from that. Depends. You just, but you, these people have to have a lot, you have to have a lot of music on there. You got to have a ton yeah. of music and it's got to be Yeah. Pointed so, it's got to be streamed. Democratic. Demographics, a, a, a and you lot. Gotta, yeah, and it's got to be. It's yep. got, and and then it becomes a whole thing of like, oh, it's like on playlists yeah. and algorithms yeah, you wanna, and all you that. Get that little snippet that gets used in a TikTok. Yep. Yeah, and now you, and now you're in the social media realm, and it's like just it starts to get so far away from actually creating music and giving it to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the crazy statistics when it comes to Spotify, and I'm gonna look it up right now because I can't remember the exact number, is how many songs are uploaded every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, are uploaded 40,000. Wow. Every day, today, 40,000 new songs. How the hell <laughs> is your song gonna rise through that? Crack you know, that because I'll yeah. tell you what, if it doesn't do it today, there's another 40,000 tomorrow <laughs> right. and another 40,000 after that and another, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, I don't want to say it's hopeless. I mean, obviously, you know, there's new artists that emerge and, you know, having access to them through streaming services is part of what, you know, allows you to sink your teeth into it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, whether it's uh, even something like, like King Gizzard, I mean, that th- they're, see, I feel like they're taking advantage of it just by their model of like let's put out five albums a year or yep. something. They've like, got that's the momentum work. and they are just riding that as well like, right. while they can. And it know? just it, and it yeah, just yeah. If you are prolific, yeah, right. yeah. Sure. If you if you <laughs> can be, perf- you know what I mean. If you can be in a situation where you're just where you have like your own kind of like little factory, mm-hmm. you know, and you're churning stuff out. Um, they have so much stuff that they have the bootleg gizzard. <laughs> Artist page now, right? Yep. You know. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see if this go, comes into fruition or not. I don't think it would be good news, but at the same time, there are definitely a lot of hobbyists out there that have put stuff on Spotify that is just kind of. I mean, of the forty thousand new songs every day, which ones are actually even worth like listening to? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many of them are professionally recorded? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, to, I don't mean to say, like, it's not worth listening to if it's not professionally recorded. But you know what I'm saying. Like, how, how much of it really is just amateur? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys know what the difference is. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, or, 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 even, or even, you know, just, like, hundreds of hours of, like, computer-generated EDM stuff, right? That, like, distributors. There's also, yeah. the, I mean, it, there's a couple, like, linked articles in this article that Jay, Jay's sharing that um, that talk about the ones that are probably really going to be frustrated by this are the are the like distributor middlemen the like small time distributor that kind of just mm-hmm. rake in all of these they individual congr- conglomerate artists all like what you're and, talking about like they're just like the not computers yeah. but electronic music that's kind of like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like dance right, regardless of the source yeah, you know, like right. you know upload it all and we'll pay you five bucks because they'll collect yeah you know, sense on all of these tracks. And if one of those and, tracks and it adds up, it, then you're yeah. yourself. So. Sure. I mean, it is possible that it could kind of uh, thin the herd a little bit. 
Yeah. You know, and it, but at the same time, it's and, and again, like I, I, if you look at it for like a silver lining point, if it means that middle tier artists get paid more, then I'm I'm actually for that, and I think that was my argument. Going like going back to okay, them. like that's, that's like that's if, interesting thought. if taking the seventeen cents that I would have earned this month, and mm-hmm. you, and it goes to the double A AA or triple A. Along bands, with a hundred thousand other people in the same right. boat that really need that that money, then I'm all for that. Take it, please. I, I'm I'm right. pushing for you. I don't need that seventeen cents, right? But right. that we all know that's not what's going to happen. No, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to be too cynical about it, but you know, yeah. if they said, okay, it's only going to go to the middle class of you know streaming yeah. artists and not the Rolling Stones and Beyonce, then I'm I'm all for it, but. That, that won't happen. Yeah. Won't. Right. Right. So. <sighs> yeah. It's, uh, you know what, though? It's t- the other tough, thing, tough the other thing this article makes me want to do is, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm sorry. No, go, ahead. I didn't go, ahead. go ahead, please. It, it makes me want to dig into what, what was alluded to as the fix. Because I, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen, like, the perfect model that, that pays the, uh, oh, yeah. that pays the cost to run this thing, Nobody, first and foremost. No platforms come up with, the solution yet right right but what when it's presented by you know the what was the the uh oh the united music musicians and allied workers yes. union yeah i'd yes, love to yes. see what their their plan is as well here what it is yeah exactly yeah. so hmm. but anyway in the meantime we shall roll on this podcast will remain remain free until uh you know they Right. Start really charging Thanks us. to Legal Zoom. That's right. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Legal Zoom have just been uh, carrying us on their backs since day one, and we really appreciate that, guys. So much. Gosh. So and much. Zip, uh, Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter. Oh, uh, is that new? who it is now? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, good, good job, so. Greg. Bringing on some new sponsors. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. If hey, you're hiring, where, where is that? Where is that going? I haven't seen it. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> Cool. He's taking uh, care of the, the, nice the, new keyboard. It's going. It's going to the low uh, top, top uh, the, the the bottom point five percent. Okay. Got uh, it. Got it. So, uh, hey Jay, do you want do you want do you want to like do a little wind down? I could do, I play some chords behind. Oh, oh sure. A little. Yeah. yeah kind of like a. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in. You should check it out. Sponsored today and every day by ZipRecruiter. Our friends at LegalZoom helping us out, buying us new microphones and new gear, and those lovely headphone splitters to make sure everybody can hear what needs to be heard. Truly and double. Greg, can you double task? Can you uh, send us out and tell the fans how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so? Um, let me try. <laughs> you can check us out. Uh, you can find us online. No, I can't do that. I'm going to work on that. Uh, you can find us online at you should check it out.com. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our X handle is at should check. Listen to us wherever podcasts are heard. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, of course. Spotify. Effing Spotify. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should. That's right, baby. Come back and see us. Mm. Same time. Same day. We're always here That's for right. you. Every Thursday. On yeah. You Should Check It Out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Anti-bull, guys. Peace. Anti-bull. Delightful. Anti-bull.